0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started, I want to tell you about another cool podcast I'm sure you will enjoy. It's called Dragonfly Tales. Dragonfly Tales is a story podcast for children and families. Join professional storyteller Emily and her son Leo. Each episode, they will tell you a story from around the world, share fun and silly things with you, and sing you to sleep. Join the Norse gods in Asgard. Play with monkeys in the Indian jungle. Step through the fairy tree in Ireland. Let your imagination run wild with Dragonfly Tales. Click the link in the show notes and listen to Dragonfly Tales today. Now let's get on to some shout-outs. Luke and Eliana are big fans from out in California. Luke made some tree beasts out of perler beads and it was so cool. Luke and Eliana, I think if you two were characters from the podcast, you would be the star dragon protectors. And you'd roam the stars in your spaceship, protecting the star dragons. Thanks for listening, Luke and Eliana. Annabelle and Nicholas each took a turn drawing Randy the robot, and their artwork is stellar. Thanks for the drawings, you two. I think if you were characters in the stories, you'd be the turtle riders of the wild forest. And you would ride speed turtles all around your island. Thanks for listening, Annabelle and Nicholas. Today's episode is titled, Rosie is a Cat, Part 4 and I want to again thank the real-life Rosie for helping get ideas for such a great series. Thanks, Rosie. The big, bad, Bizard Rangifo had rallied the other bizzards, and they were about to march up into the valley to try and take over. The Bizard leader had Rosie's epic, and even though he didn't know how to use it, it would certainly give him and his Bizard followers a fighting chance to conquer the entire island. Okay, here's what I'm thinking, Rosie began. Those bizzards are getting all riled up, they're probably going to rush out of the camp any minute to head up into the valley. We wait until some of them are out of the camp, and then we set fire to the place. The ones still in the camp will run around to extinguish the flames. Then we'll only have to deal with the buzzards that already left through the front gate. Arlo, Calvin, and Mallory considered Rosie's plan. I like it, said Arlo. The buzzards still in the camp will have to run back in and put the fire out, and we'll deal with fewer of them. Hopefully we could just grab the epic from the bizzard and get out of here. Just be careful, Rosie reminded. That epic is a pretty amazing thing. Even though Renjifo doesn't know how to use it, it'll still make him pretty powerful. Our heroes hid behind trees as the big bad bizzard came stomping out of the walled camp and many bizzards followed him out. They yelled and hollered fighting chants and marched north into the valley. Here, quick, take this! Mallory reached into her bag and grabbed one of the many things Hamish had given them for this adventure. Rosie took the small cloth pouch in her front paws and looked inside at a bright orange glowing powder. The little cat galloped a few steps and leaped into the air, flying right up to the tall wooden fence of the Bizard camp. As she flew around the fence, she flicked the powder onto the wood, and it immediately sparked up. Rosie tilted up and flew over the tall fence. She soared above the tents and small wooden buildings in the camp. She shook the bag from high up and the orange powder sparkled as it fell, igniting anything it touched in flames. Tents and buildings lit up as the wizards all left the camp, and just like Rosie planned, half the wizards, still exiting the camp, turned around and rushed back in to extinguish the flames. The huge bear wizards all growled, FIRE! FIRE! And half of them rushed back into the camp to try and put out the fires. They doused the flames in warm yak's milk, and beat the fires with wet robes. The buzzards marching north now scattered in confusion at the flames and smoke and yelling. Renjifa whipped his head around in confusion as the smell of burned yak's milk filled the air. What's going on? What is this? he yelled. The epic, hanging around his neck, glowed as he got more and more angry. Arlo, Mallory, Calvin, and Chewie all rushed out from their hiding places and attacked the buzzards. The buzzards were caught off guard, and many of them ran away into the swamps in the confusion. But many, especially those close to the big bad, stood to fight. Get them! yelled Renjifo, and his minions rushed forward to engage Arlo and the others. Rosie flew back from the camp, right over the heads of all the other buzzards, and targeted Renjifo. He looked up at the last minute just as Rosie dumped the remaining contents of the orange powder right onto the group of buzzards. Renjifo flung his arms up in defense, and a terrific wind blew the powder back up into the air in all directions, and the flame powder landed harmlessly on the damp floor of the swamp. And as Rosie the cat flew above Renjifo the buzzard, he growled in rage as he recognized her. He knew she was back to claim her epic, and he wasn't going to stand for it. Renjifo clutched the epic in his hand and yanked the necklace off his neck. He jabbed his hands up into the air, firing magic blasts at Rosie as she flew among the treetops. The blasts cut through trees and leaves and thick branches fell down all around them. Arlo, Calvin, and Mallory engaged the other buzzards now. Calvin sped among the crowd, lashing out with his two knockout sticks, while Mallory and Arlo used their magic to fight back the powerful buzzards. Renjifo was now completely focused on Rosie, and he ran out into the swamps to follow the little flying kitten. Rosie was now a bit worried, as she was just a little cat taking up against a blizzard with an epic. The odds were not in her favor. Rosie tried to fly back around, to get back to Arlo and the others, but before she could reach them, Renjifo unleashed a magic blast that cut a tree in half, and as it fell, it knocked Rosie out of the sky and onto the ground. Her little mud-caked cat body slammed into the ground and she squeaked a cry of pain. Renjifo bounded over to her, his bright red cloak billowing as he ran. The evil wizard reached down and grabbed Rosie, lifting her up into the air. You almost made it, didn't you? Renjifo growled. He held up his other hand, still clutching the glowing epic stone, and lifted it right up near Rosie's little cat face. So close, but not. And before Renjifo could finish his sentence, Chewie barreled into him at top speed. The bizzard fell forward into the mud and Chewie latched onto his arm, holding Rosie. The bizzard growled again and let go of Rosie. He shook his arm wildly until Chewie released. Renjifo's anger was at full tilt now, and the epic stone glowed in his hand and the light surged through his body and out his eyes and mouth. Uh-oh said Rosie. She and Chewie stood up and rushed back toward their friends, seeking help, but they couldn't reach them fast enough. Renjifo was using the power of the epic now and his arms stretched out to impossible length and size. A huge glowing yellow arm and hand swooped out in front of Rosie and Chewie and cupped them into its palm. Chewie barked and Rosie cried out, help, and scratched and clawed at the hand closing around them. The others couldn't help but notice a normal-sized Renjifo and his massive, glowing, growing hand scooping up Chewy and Rosie. Calvin, being the fastest, was the first to react. He blasted himself through the trees to Renjifo and tried swatting him with his knockout sticks. But Renjifo just seemed to twitch and dodge at just the right times to avoid Calvin. Mallory and Arlo rushed to help, afraid to attack Renjifo directly for fear they would hit Calvin so they blasted his huge magical arm that was stretched some twenty feet. Their magical attacks caused the arm to quiver and tremble, and again Renjifo lost his grip and Rosie and Chewy fell to the ground. Renjifo was distracted by Calvin and angry that he had dropped Rosie again. In a fit of rage, he swiped his huge magical arm and hand through the forest and knocked down Arlo, Mallory, Calvin, Rosie, Chewy, and a bunch of trees. "'You can't defeat me!' Renjifo yelled, with the power of the epic, the valley is mine! By now, all the other bizards had run off or were fighting the fire. They were afraid of Renjifo and the kids from the academy and completely lost interest in the conquest of the valley. But even without his minions, Renjifo was considerably powerful. The heroes lay on the swamp floor now, each of them wondering what would be their next move. They thought about what they could use to get that stone from Renjifo. He still held it in his hand, and its power surged through his body. Arlo gestured for Rosie to come over to him, and he scooped her off the forest floor and tucked her away into his cloak. Rosie wasn't sure what Arlo had in mind, but she trusted him. She heard him say to the others, surround him and rush in at the same time. Arlo, Calvin, Mallory, and Chewie got on all sides of the out-of-control blizzard, and all at once they rushed him. Again, he swung his massive hand out at them, but they saw it coming this time and ducked. The heroes neared the wizard, and as they did, he panicked and unleashed a powerful shockwave all around him, knocking back the attackers. And at the last second, as the shockwave pushed Arlo and the others away, Arlo reached into his cloak and threw Rosie above the shockwave toward Renjifo. Rosie sailed through the air and landed right on Renjifo's hand, holding the epic. She dug her claws and teeth into his hairy, bizzard hand and pulled and ripped and his grip loosened and the others pulled themselves up off the ground and assaulted Renjifo. And Calvin knocked his arm holding the epic while Rosie bit at his hand and Mallory and Arlo and Chewie kept him busy and he dropped the epic stone and yelled, "No!" and his huge magic arm shrunk back down to normal size and the light went out from his eyes and Rosie scooped up the stone in her arms and she flew higher and higher and higher until she was above the trees of the southern swamps and her little cat body became a bright white light of magical power and she shot back down to the ground like a living magic missile and she impacted the ground creating a massive explosion at the feet of Renjifo and he was knocked back toward the Bizard camp. The others ducked to avoid the blast, and a quiet fell over the southern swamps. Chewie rushed to Rosie and licked her little cat face as she continued to hold tightly to the epic stone. The power of the stone must have saved her from the blast, said Arlo, reaching down and taking Rosie in his arms. But we need to get her back to the academy, quick. The heroes left Renjifo and the blizzard camp in ruin and rushed back home. By the time they got there, Rosie was awake but too weak to move or talk much. They took the injured little cat to Hamish. Is there anything you can do to help her? Calvin asked. Why are you wearing a mustache? Asked Hamish. Calvin had forgotten he was still wearing the fake mustache. Oh yeah, uh, it was a disguise. Pretty cool, huh? Yes, uh, very cool, said Hamish. Let me see the little one. He held Rosie in his purple dragon paws and examined her and the epic she was still holding on to. Let go, little one. Let me help, he said to her, and she loosened her grip on the magic stone. Hamish held it up right in front of his face and examined it. Amazing, he said. He felt its magic as his dragon body took on a gentle glow. With the power of this, I think I can... Hamish trailed off as he closed his eyes and read the magical power within his body. He held Rosie in one hand and the epic in another, and everyone from the academy looking on covered their eyes as Hamish flashed so bright it was too much to look at. And when everyone opened and uncovered their eyes, Rosie was no longer a cat. She was a kid, a human kid, and she was completely healed. She woke up, and Hamish set her down, and she felt her arms and face in disbelief that she was human once again. Hamish handed her the epic stone. Rosie held it in her hands, and it hovered in the air, and it moved. It floated toward Rosie's body and disappeared into her chest. Her body glowed gently, and she smiled. I'm back, said Rosie in disbelief. I mean, I'm, I'm me again. How did you... I used the power of your epic to turn you back into your true form, said Hamish. And then the epic went to rest in its rightful place. That epic is a very powerful thing. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? said Rosie, placing her hand on her chest as it glowed. We're glad we could help you, young Rosie, said Professor Pilsen. You're free to stay here at the Academy for as long as you like. Rosie had been so focused on getting back her epic that she had not realized She'd been making new friends this whole time. Yeah, that's a good idea, Rosie said. I think I will stick around for a little while. And Rosie followed her new friends inside to pick her room at the academy. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. And thanks for helping me write this story, Rosie. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to Podcast at gmail.com. Adios.